In Pittsburgh, they're saying he's coming home. But is it the right move to bring him home at this juncture of the organization's plan? In Boston, they're saying he's got three options. Retire, return, or also go home. Does it make sense for the Canadians at this time? I dissect. I'm Marinero. It's a sick podcast. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, welcome. All right, let me get this out of the way right away. Patrice Bergeron, Christopher Letang, any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Not in 2022. At least I don't think so. Here's the deal. In Pittsburgh, they're saying that he's coming home. Christopher Letang is an unrestricted free agent. The Pittsburgh Penguins have been eliminated in round one for four straight seasons. Most are saying it's uh, the end of an era. It's over. Latang, Crosby, and Malkin have been together for the last 16 years. They've won Stanley Cups. But they're, like I said, Malkin's a UFA. Latang's a UFA. Rust is a UFA. And Rodriguez is a UFA. It looks like they're going to lose most of these players, if not all of them. And if they do, they have a decision to make in Pittsburgh. Either they rebuild or they go on a one-day shopping spree, like the Montreal Canadiens did. Uh, back in, what was it? I think it was 2009, the summer. Remember that? The Canadians had like 10 unrestricted free agents or something like that. And instead of trading them and acquiring assets for pretty much all of them, they chose the status quo because it was the centennial year. They absolutely wanted to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They played the Boston Bruins and they got swept in four. And then unrestricted free agency, they lose all those players pretty much for nothing or most of the players. I don't remember if any came back, but they lost most of them. You remember that? Kovalev, Tangay, Surrey, Lang, uh, maybe even Schneider. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember all the names, but they lost a lot of them. So what did they do? They forced a trade with the Rangers for Scott Gomez. They traded away Ryan McDonough. Some key members of the organization hadn't even seen him play a game at that point. They hadn't even scouted him. They didn't know nothing about him. I don't even think they asked Trevor Timmons about him back then. I don't think they did. So they made the trade even without asking Trevor Timmons, hey, we're going to trade Ryan McDonough. What do you think? Because Trevor would have said, you're not trading Ryan McDonough. No way. Probably would have anyway. But anyway, long story short. And then unrestricted free agency comes around. And within an hour, they sign Brian Janta. And they sign Mike Camilleri and they make a huge splash. And then the city goes nuts. Everyone thinks it's the right move. The Canadians got better right away. They got a number one centerman via trade. And then they got a left winger and they got a right winger and the scoring is going to go up and they're going to be great. Guess what? In 2010, 
Yaroslav Halak stands on his head. He makes all kinds of stops versus the Washington Capitals. They beat the Capitals in seven. He does the same versus Pittsburgh. They beat the Penguins in seven. And then they play the uh, Flyers in the conference final, and they end up losing out, I think, in five. And that was it. And then the following year after that, um, I believe that was the year they lost to the Bruins in seven games in round one. And they had some wins. They had some losses. And they went a little bit further in 2014. But with history, with time, we saw that going out and forcing a trade for Gomez and going on that one-day shopping spree of spending all your money in a day, it was not the smart thing to do. What they should have done was that year decide to trade away all their free agents, and that's when the rebuild should have started. And then by three or four years later, they would have been very, very good or started. They would have turned the corner five or six years later. They would have been very good. They could have been a cup contender. Anyway, it didn't happen. I want to take you to Pittsburgh now. The Penguins, they thought, as long as we have Crosby and as long as we have Malkin, as long as we have Latang. We cannot go rebuild. We just can't do that. So look, with a bounce here or there, there's not a bad call in the game. Maybe they beat the Rangers. And I know hindsight is 2020, but at the end of the day, they didn't beat the Rangers. They didn't. And um, I think it's safe to say now that if they're going to lose all those guys for nothing or most of them for nothing, that the Penguins in the last couple of years should have traded away. And I understand for those who say it would be nice for Crosby to retire a Penguin and that's what they wanted to do and all that stuff. And sometimes you need that in an organization. Crosby won in Pittsburgh. Malkin won in Pittsburgh. Latang won in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh won their Stanley Cups. They accomplished what they set out to do when they got Malkin second overall and they won the draft lottery and they got, you know, and they got Sidney Crosby at number one overall. They accomplished all of that. They should have traded away all those guys. I can understand if you say, you know what, you've got to keep Crosby as the face of the franchise. But at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with what I just said. They should have traded away all those guys. They should have traded Crosby. They should have traded Malkin. They should have traded Latang. They should have traded all those players. The older players, the veteran players, the players who still had value, get something a lot. Not only something, but a lot. While you can imagine you would have traded away those players three years ago. They still have hockey left in the tank. They've played great hockey in the last three years. You could have got a lot and they would have been further along. Instead, now they're going to lose all the assets probably for nothing. And they got to basically start from scratch or they're going to go in free agency because Crosby's still going to be there. And they're going to spend all their money in one day again and try and replace all the players that they lose in free agency by signing other players in free agency. You know what happens in free agency? You overspend. A lot of players that are 27 or 28 and they go to free agency, they want a six-year deal or a seven-year deal because it might be the last deal of their career. Players that are older than that, they still want as much term as possible because it may be the last year of their career. Christopher Letang is 35 years old. He played. He had a very, very good season this year for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He helped lead his team to the playoffs. He had 68 points in 78 games. He had four points in seven playoff games, yada, 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 all that stuff. And he always is in top physical condition. I get that too. He works out here in the summer. He's a Boucherville guy. A lot of people know him well, trains with people that I know, and they've told me they've never seen anyone train harder. I tip my hat. I have a lot of respect for this player. And like I told you at the beginning of the show, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. 
But the Canadians want a revamp. They want a roster retransformation without calling it a rebuild. So let's just hold there for a second. And now let's fast forward to the Boston Bruins. The show is brought to you by 8.6 Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacash. and I want to let you know that I'm going to be going back to Lacash, as will the entire sick team, on Saturday, May 21st. We're celebrating our one-year anniversary, which was supposed to happen of the sick podcast with Tony Marinero, which was supposed to happen back in the month of March. COVID set us off a little bit. Uh, and then we were going to do it in April, and then some members of our sick team caught COVID. And so anyway, long story short, Saturday, we're going to be there at Lacage de Carry on Rue des Jockeys. If you want to RSVP, call 731-2020 and tell them you want to be with the sick team and we'll have fun. And so if you're looking for a place to eat that night and wanted to meet me and talk sports at the same time, you can kill two birds with one stone. If the last time you went was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you get back to Lacage because they revamped their menu. In Boston, Patrice Bergeron was hugging his teammates off the ice when the Boston Bruins got eliminated. And Brad Marchand talked about, hey, I'm doing everything to convince them to come back. Come back is, it's very open, right? To come back to play or to come back to the Boston Bruins, right? Because there's, there's, a, there's a difference. To come back to play means he's contemplating retirement. To come back to the Boston Bruins means he's contemplating going to another team. It was very vague. No one wanted to show their cards. We don't know what's happening. But in Boston, they're saying there's three things. Either A, Bergeron retires. B, he goes back to Boston, or C, he actually returns home to Montreal. Well, not really home. He's from, you know, the province of Quebec, however. Uh, but, and he grew up a Nordiques fan, so there's no allegiance to the Canadians. But the allegiance there, of course, is that Kent Hughes, the Montreal Canadiens general manager, used to be Patrice Bergeron's former agent from the start of his career all the way until he had to sell the business to the Saputo Group. Uh, Kent Hughes did because he became, you know, the Montreal Canadiens general manager. Uh, we know that they are like this. Uh, we know that Kent Hughes wants to establish a culture in Montreal. We know that he wants a, a mentorship program. Uh, it, we know that he wants to accelerate the rebuild a little bit. And there's no doubt that Patrice Bergeron would be unbelievable for Nick Suzuki, who idolizes Patrice Bergeron. He would be unbelievable for Shane Wright if he selected you know, as the first pick overall in the draft by the Montreal Canadiens. And we know that Christopher Latang would be unbelievable for Jordan Harris, for Justin Barron, for Caden Gooley, uh, the Norlanders, you know, all the defensemen that they have, the young defensemen. He would be for Romanov. We know that he would be awesome for all those guys. Really, we do. So I believe in mentoring. I do. I believe in leadership. But I also believe in a plan and I believe in sticking to it and doing the right thing. All right. The right thing is to rebuild when it's time to rebuild. The Canadians were the last team in the National Hockey League in the standings. 32 out of 32. They have a lot of holes in their lineup. They, they don't have a second line centerman with all due respect to Christian Dvorak until he proves it. He's not. Um, so Dvorak probably should be number three. Eller probably should be number four. Jeff Petrie's on the back nine of his career. They lack some toughness and physicality. Um, Hoffman and Drouin don't play 
very reliable defensively. Josh Anderson and Yoel Armia don't play with the consistency that you want. What's going to happen with Carey Price? He's not getting any younger either. He's not getting any healthier. He may require another surgery on his, on his knee. All this stuff. And there's the upcoming 2023 draft or the, the year after that has three prospects in the top three that are rated higher and more appreciated by scouts than probably the player that's going to go first overall this year. At the very least, Connor Bedard and Matt May, uh, Michkov are being called um, generational players. So they're ahead of Shane Wright, who had a disappointing playoff, by the way. Uh, he was on the ice for 25 goals against in the playoffs in 10 games. That's not good. And Fantilli is the other kid in the 2023 draft that's slated to go number three that is probably ranked higher than Shane Wright himself. So you have a great opportunity here. Every team that wanted to go with a rebuild, revamp, they weren't bad for one year that actually did it. You know, take a look at Pittsburgh. They got Malkin. They got Crosby. They had got Fleury before that. And Jordan Stahl before that. Take a look at Washington. They had Backstrom. They had Ovechkin. Take a look at Chicago. They had Kane. They had Taves. Um, take a look at... Um, I'm thinking of another team. Hold on a second here. I got Chicago. I got Washington. I got Pittsburgh out of the way. Anyway, those are... Take a look at the Edmonton Oilers now uh, with uh, McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, uh, Colorado with uh, McKinnon, with Kale McCarr. You have to be bad for a couple of years. If you add Patrice Bergeron, what's going to happen? You're going to pick up two more wins per month, three more wins per month. All of a sudden, that's um, that's what? 10 more wins, 12 more wins, 15 more wins? If you add Bergeron and Latang, especially, why would you want to improve in the standings? Look, Patrice Bergeron is great. He's going to be 37, I believe. Latang is great. He's 35. Unrestricted free agents usually want to sign for three, four years. You're going to sign a player at that age for that term. That would probably be Latang, who wants to play until he's 40. Let's say Bergeron's had enough. Even if he would want to sign a one-year deal, it's the wrong time. It's the wrong timing for the Montreal Canadiens. Two generational players are up for grabs, and the third is touted higher than the guy who's going number one this year. The wrong time. Shop all your sports license apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts, your favorite teams from all major leagues, as well as sick merchandise at sportbuffshop.com. Use sick15 uh, for all of their items. Take a look at uh, my shirt that I'm wearing right now. Usually when I talk, I get paid. And that's what the guys are going to want to do, all right? They're going to want to get paid. And they're going to want to get paid big money. So not only do they not have the cap room, people want to find the cap room for them. Once you find the cap room, you've finally given yourself cap flexibility. And what are you going to do then? 
You're going to go on a shopping spree and go and spend all your money in one day again, the way the Canadians did back in 2009. Have we not learned anything from this? Have we not learned? Look, all of you are going to say rebuilds don't necessarily work. Take a look at Toronto. They have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, I get it. Toronto continues to lose in the first round. Pretty entertaining hockey, though. Pretty exciting hockey. But we know why Toronto's losing. We know why. Because they went out and made and signed an unrestricted free agent that was a luxury and not a necessity in John Tavares. As great as he is as a hockey player, and he's a point-per-game player, and he's been a tremendous professional, paying him $11 million has basically screwed them in terms of the salary cap. They should have kept Nazem Kadri. The money they would have saved on Kadri's contract vis-a-vis Tavares you go out, you add a little bit of grit, you had a stay-at-home defenseman and or a goalie. This is why Toronto's come up short. They're, they don't have a number one defenseman and they don't have grit. To win in the National Hockey League, you need balance. It's, you know, you can win doing a rebuild and the Canadians should go the way of the rebuild. But they just have to do it very, very, in a very smart fashion. And so you need balance. That's it. You need balance. Folks in Montreal are too emotional. Canadians fans are too emotional. They hate losing. They want to get better right away. If Bergeron helps you win, but ultimately you're not going to be a serious contender for the next year or two, or if Latang helps you win and get better, but you're not going to be a serious contender, for the next two or three years. Bergeron's 37, Latang's 35. Take a look at their age, when they're going to retire, if they do come to the Canadians or you want them to come to the Canadians. And then take a look at all these 17-year-old draft eligible players who will be with your organization for at least a decade. Two to three years, making the team better. At least a decade with the organization by year four or five, making them a cup contender. For me, it's easy. Matrixhomefitness.ca, a shout out to you. Thank you for setting me up with a club quality workout in the comfort of my home. I love my gym. You can too. I love my fitness equipment in your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. Bring it home. Matrixhomefitness.ca, you bring it home. Christopher Latang, unfortunately, not now. Before, yes. Now, no. Still a great hockey player. Nothing personal, Chris. Patrice Bergeron, back with his former agent in his province of Quebec. No. I know it's not a popular thing to say. Yes, any day of the week and twice on Sunday for Bergeron and Latang. But if you ask me, Tony Marinaro, Montreal Canadiens offseason 2022, unrestricted free agents, the Canadians in a revamp, generational players up for grabs in the 2023 draft. Do you want to get better right away? No. I'm not interested in trying to build the Montreal Canadiens to be a playoff team. I'm interested to try and build the Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup in the future. It's all about 
Lord Stanley. If this is it for Bergeron, congratulations on a great career. For Christopher Latang, wish you all the best. The Habs must pass. I'm Marinero. Tell your friends about the podcast. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Sick Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be notified when we upload an episode or when we go live. This podcast is sick. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.